Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. He's Chris. He's Danny. And we have the power! This is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, and everything pop culture. And this week, we are talking about Masters of the Universe revelations. Yes, we are. And I keep getting the name wrong. You know well, that? Everybody does. Everyone's saying the new He-Man show. And actually, in doing that, they're setting themselves up, I think. So this has just been kind of, it's kind of fresh off the iron. Um, and it's just been dropped onto Netflix. So I, uh, we always issue one, but we're going to say this is a huge spoiler alert. Yeah. If you have not watched the Masters of the Universe show, controversially, I would recommend it. I will just say I really enjoyed it, and I think you should go have a look. I would also um, recommend it. But just, I want to also talk about something yeah. shortly, but once we get into spoilers. Just keep an open mind uh, and go in and don't, mm-hmm. don't have too many expectations. Uh, no. let, let it take you on a journey and see how you feel about it then. Yeah. So the spoiler talk will start in three, two, one. Spoiler talk. So, oh my God, right? Where the fuck is he back? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what, here's what I got to say, right? Um, with the, this is a one, like literally I have two criticisms of the, of the thing. Right, only two, and, uh, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I can okay. nitpick it here and there, but two like genuine, what I would call criticisms. Other than that, I was like, this is this is great. I really like this concept. Yeah, I like what they're doing at the characters here. I like the music is fucking incredible. Yeah, but uh, and we'll get to all that. But my two major criticisms: one, I think it should be a movie. I think it should be an animated feature movie as opposed okay. to because it's only five episodes so it doesn't even feel like a and it's, it's, i know they've called it part one is yeah. this collection of five episodes and then part two is going to come but it's like so are parts a season or do the two parts make up a season or well, like what way is that working it's become quite common now and i'm not really sure the reason behind it but if you look at if if you watch rick and morty or um i think they also are doing it for the harley quinn um animated series which also check that out because it's amazing yeah for um, great things that they kind of they're splitting up animated series into two parts where you get five episodes of part which is part one of season one and then you'll get five episodes which is part two of season one uh i wonder if that's just got something to do with the turnaround time and how long it actually takes to animate something possibly yeah Uh, possibly it's like well why wait for six seven months to drop 10 episodes when we could have five now and then we can wait three months and have five later yeah you see Um, my thing on that though is that i feel like if they had released this as a animated feature movie yeah it would be the same thing we'd still be waiting for the part two to come but like it's not like they released one a week over five weeks no that's true released them all pretty much in the same like in a really short space of time yeah and i wonder if it's also down to that kind of streaming module you know like is it is it down to if we release five now we'll get a couple of people who want to watch masters of the universe and and hold on to them and then they hold on till we release the next five it could also be down to that kind of marketing strategy possibly very possibly and my only other like major criticism uh some people might love it but i think it i actually think it'd be a fair criticism and i think it is one of the reasons some people have come out of this negative because i've seen some negatives um and that's that i believe that initial trailer yeah was false advertising (laughs) absolutely both the tone and actually what to expect from it that looked like a callback to the 80s show and people are like great cheesy rompiness let's go and i was like cool sure let's do it cheesy rompy he man let's go um it's not that it's that for the first episode i would say up until the very end of the first episode it's quite quite cheesy i think it's cheesy I, th- and then, I, th- oh, no. I stayed quite true in a lot of ways. In some ways, look, you can't t- tackle this material without being cheesy. It is cheesy. I, but yeah, yeah. it's not quite like the, I need a hero. Uh, <laughs> it's not that at all. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But it's kind of like, 
back then it was cheesy because it that's how it was right mm, like mm. they were making something that they just really enjoyed and it turned out cheesy i don't think they aimed for it to be cheesy no, nowadays <laughs> they're trying to like replicate emulate, yeah. and emulate it so they're trying to be cheesy and that's always a little bit more cringer hey see what i did there um <laughs> than like when it just happens naturally like mm. i i feel like maybe this is really going off topic but i feel like anchorman one like captured a kind of cringy comedy that was hilarious yes that, yes naturally and then anchorman 2 mm. tried to force that a little bit and still it's still a good movie but it's nowhere near that level of the original anchorman no i get you and you, you should always be careful with comedy sequels always yes, because hard nobody i don't think re anybody really knows how the great ones are made like in the moments you know like it's just at the end yeah. of it you go together and go that's that's a comedy movie that's right fucking there. hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what did you think of masters of the universe revelation before we get into nitty-gritty um i really enjoyed it i completely i it was funny listening to you say that you've heard a couple of negative feedback bits of feedback about this I've only heard negative feedback about Masters of oh, the Universe. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, it the, it has been attacked and attacked and attacked. Um, right. And I really don't think it deserves that. No, I, I don't either. I think the animation is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think the storyline is a little bit slow. Um, yeah. And they 100% did a bait and switch, told everybody it was a He-Man show. And then there is no He-Man. That that I think that trailer is the blame for that. That the mark is, but it was part of the marketing, I imagine. And if you yeah. like, I don't know about you, but my like news feeds and Twitter feed is full of people talking about Masters of the Universe because they're like, what you know, where's He-Man? Where's this? And they say no. They, all publicity is good publicity, right? Mm. Uh, part of the reason, like, I wanted to watch. I was like, oh, new He-Man show by Kevin Smith. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Um, really Hollywood's biggest nerd, right? Hollywood's well, yeah, self-proclaimed so biggest nerd, yeah, yeah, nerd. Um, and then so, uh, yeah, they absolutely they, they did us dirty. You know, like they knew what they were doing. It's very similar <laughs> to um, Metal Gear Solid Two, right? Yeah, all yeah. of the promotional material was yes. Snake. Yeah, and then you get in, you're riding. And you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. wait what a is... minute. I'm not, I want to be Snake. <laughs> I don't remember this guy in the trailers. Yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's going, going on, on here? here? And it's just a classic bait and switch. And it's, anno it's annoying because you think you're buying one thing. You're yeah. getting another. The only thing is, and actually it's funny that you um, compared it to a video game. Because I was thinking of another video game when I was seeing some people's negatives. And actually just watching the show, I was like, I can see where people are going to go with this. And I hope they don't. Because I I think what they've done as writers is really creative. I think it's kind of ballsy. Yeah. I, I'm like I kind of like ballsy. Uh, yeah. I actually I'm pretty cool with um, and since we're full spoilers here, I'm pretty cool with like He Man getting killed off in a show getting that he expected to be the hero. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was well, like, I'm whoa, whoa. Now I don't know where you're going with this. So yeah. fuck yeah, take me on a ride. So I'm cool with it. But I I I was reminded of The Last of Us Part Two. And yeah, I was worried about that kind of response where people are reading into it as like, well, E-Man represents masculinity and we're killing him and we're pushing this. And I'm like, I don't think it's that. I, that's ex that's I, exactly I, how people have read into it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. E-Man has been review bombed on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and people have been just attacking it nonstop because they're, they're reading it into it as that that there's some woke community that is taking away their childhood, um, which I think is like, yeah. if you actually just take a step back and watch this show, it's a good show. Mm. It's not an amazing show, but no. it's, it's enjoyable. The, the voice cast is, is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, um, come on. <laughs> you know. And actually maybe that should lead us on to um, just because you're bringing up the voice cast. Maybe we should get into the nitty gritty and start talking about the plot method, the plot method. Oh, 
The plot method is a method that myself and Chris have devised where we basically, it's to keep us on track because as you've probably noticed, we ramble an awful lot. So P is We're for people, rambling. the L is for the lore, the O is for orchestration and the T is for the tech. So without further ado, let's start talking about the people of Masters of the Universe. I, I think we should, we've already briefly touched on them. Yep. I think we should probably talk a little bit about Kevin Smith. Um, yes. Yeah. What? I've been a fan of Kevin Smith for a long time. Mm. Not necessarily the stuff he produces, like the, the work that he comes out with. Like I'm not a big fan. I, I really liked Mallrats. Um, didn't love Jane Silent Bob. Uh, really loved Dogma. So uh, and like some of the other, like some of the side projects, I I really do have a lot of time for. Um, but I like him as a as a person. He's like an entertaining individual. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's passionate. He's passionate, and he's like an he was one of those people who was an out and out nerd or geek or whatever you want to call it back when it wasn't cool to be one. Yeah, um, and more proudly. Yeah, he wore proudly. Shops all along the high street. This like nerd central and geek out, and like yeah. everybody's open and cool with it. But certainly, yeah, sports like, sports fans are getting their lunch ta- lunch money taken off them by nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go buy a new twelve inch uh, to scale figurine. Um, you know, I I you know certainly when we grew up, we were nerds and geeks, and it was it wasn't the cool thing to be unless you know nerds that were cool with it so yeah, you gotta join the chess club <laughs> i love the chess club yeah, <laughs> I love chess. are you kidding me <laughs> uh, um so yeah uh so i read i quite like kevin smith um but interestingly apparently he fucking hated he man i uh I, I don't know about his uh fandom with he man but i know that like Kevin Smith has been involved in an awful lot of things. I think I prefer him as a writer um, in all of his roles that he does. And he's written a lot of comic books and he's written a lot of TV episodes mm. and things and often in the, in the superhero genre as well. And in that sense, I feel like that's where you see his influence here. If it turns out that he doesn't like He-Man for whatever reason, then I actually think that's really interesting because sometimes I think about... Um, the the Russo brothers when they took on Captain America, right? They were not Captain America fans at all. They said it straight out. They went, we've never liked Captain America. He's too much of a Boy Scout. Okay. He's like, there's nothing interested about him. And I was like, I agree. I don't like Captain yeah. America either. He's lame. And they were like, <laughs> so how can we make Captain America appealing to us? And maybe then people who feel the same way as us will will grow to like the character as well as honoring the character for the people who already like him. Yeah. I, I feel that they actually achieved that. Oh, absolutely. To the point where yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. And I feel like maybe in this little writing experiment, uh, Kev's bit was a similar thing, not necessarily with the character He-Man, but just with the mythos and the whole uh, story of the Masters of the Universe and the world of Masters of the Universe. Because it's not like... He-Man, the character alone, is the only cheesy element within... No, not at all. And it's, like, the whole thing is really campy. It's super camp. It's 80s camp. Like, even, like, yeah, look totally. at the costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, like Conan the Barbarian kind of a thing. Very Conan-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. if they've ever met in a crossover event, actually. I would say there's, like, a comic... Because isn't there plenty... There's comic books of all this stuff. Oh, yeah, there? there's comic books of He-Man. There's comic books of Conan. Yeah, Apparently I'd Conan, say there's a the comic Conan crossover. comic books are really great. I've never actually read them. Um, but I've heard they're really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently Kevin Smith didn't like He-Man when he was younger. Like, um, the Masters of the Universe. Didn't like the show. Never really had any love for it. And the producers came to him on this and said, hey, we want to reboot He-Man. And we just think you're the kind of person who will give it the attention it deserves and be true to the source material. Okay. Uh, so in that sense, I think you're probably right. That like the mythos and all of that kind of surrounding interesting stuff that it is in Eternia. Um, I and I think he, from what I remember, I mean, I watched He Man growing up. Um, did you like He Man growing up? Yeah, just I think we're I, about, like, I really liked He Man growing up. I thought I, it was awesome. I know that I did not like the, I don't want to anger anyone out there. I'm just being honest. I didn't like the 80s show. Right. I definitely, when I was old, uh, younger, I, I did think that was particularly cheesy. I was more of a dark Batman kind of guy or X-Men kind of guy growing up. So 
the He-Man 80s cartoon was kind of cheesy to me. But I remember there was one in the 2000s with yeah, animation more similar to this one. Yeah. And it used to be on like a Saturday morning as well as like the, the 2000s kind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Yeah, yeah, they were great. Really, yeah. And, and, and I, I quite enjoyed them. I can't say I loved them. Like I was never like, I need to watch the next He-Man episode. But if it was on, I was mm. also not like, oh, I'm not watching this. Just, I quite enjoy them when they were on. I think what kind of caught me, I suppose, as a kid was like the, the colors and the characters and like it's the characters are just so amazing. Like and they're interesting. Out, yeah, this this is a very interesting kind of He-Man in general is very interesting because the toys came first. Yeah. So like that's just mad to think that they made a toy line and then they went, now let's do a cartoon show to sell the toys. Um. Yeah. And you can see in the character design, in the naming, that like clearly they're like, oh, let's have a guy who's a skeleton and call him Skeletor. Yeah. yeah, good, yeah, good. yeah. Hey, you know, like, oh, let's have a guy who's basically a big tree and let's call him Mossman. You know, like, it, uh, and, the, you know, and they're Mar- cool names. And they're Beastman. Like, they're all very, like, easy for a child to understand and tell you exactly what it is. But yeah. that's half the fun of it, I think. Or even like evil Lynn, and you're like, all right, well, she, and she looks like an evil Lynn. witch. But they're and, so yeah. I, they're so cool, iconic, though. you know. Like, yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. characters are so iconic. Even I ask anyone about who's He Man, somebody will like have said, I've heard of it, or like, oh yeah, that of course. Image is burned you can't in take, your mind. Yeah, you can't take away the like pop culture um, iconography of of He Man or the impact that the Masters of the Universe characters and lore have had, just in general, and they've even. I'd say been an influence on other things and creators that we have admired the work of that we might not even realize oh, I'm that sure. this was yeah, one yeah. of their big inspirations. inspirations. There's a friend of ours, a guy that we know really well um, from County Wexford. County uh, Wexford. It was big in the drama world in Wexford. Uh, Welshie. Oh, um, yeah. Shout out to Paul Walsh. Fucking loves He-Man. And I remember like being with him on a job once and he was telling me all about it. He was able to tell me Skeletor's backstory and everything. Right, like, well, he okay. fucking loved it. I'd love to hear what he thinks of this show. Yeah, I must yeah. ask him, has he seen it yet? What does he think of it? You know, because I do wonder like, what's the difference if, again, I enjoyed what I saw growing up, but I have no like emotional attachment to the show. So I'm okay with them making, like having kind of creative liberties with it. Yeah. I wonder if you're a diehard fan that grew up with it. What's it feel like then? No matter what the IP is, I think it's hard if you're a diehard fan of something to see it change. I think just we're afraid of change as humans, right? Mm. Uh, So like anything that, especially when you're expecting a reboot that's true to what you remember in the 80s or maybe even the 2000s, and this is what you get. I can see why people are upset. But I think it's it's kind of unfounded. And like one mm. thing that I really want to like just state, this is only the first five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like there's going to be more to this story. Yeah. Like maybe this is what they want. Maybe He-Man will be here more often. Maybe he won't. Um, but g- give it a chance. It's not over yet. It's, we're only no. halfway down the first season. Plus. You know. I mean, what an ending to a part what one. What an ending. I thought that alone, I, I don't know, maybe people don't like, like as, from what I remember, the formula of the He-Man show was Skeletor tries, uh, Skeletor's gang try to do something bad. He-Man's yeah. gang figure it out. They stop them. They teach the kids a lesson at the end. Yeah. Happy days. And this time around, the villain won. The villain won. The villain Fuck yeah, played by man. none other. Yeah, let's bring him up. Than Mark Hamill. Instantly, the selling point for me was hearing that Mark Hamill was voicing Skeletor. Amazing, right? Instantly. Like, um, I love Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah. Who, you know, Luke obviously was like, mm. like a childhood just hero of ours. Hero. Right? Uh, absolutely. Um, but then, you know, he has an amazing voice actor. He's, you know, he's been in so many animated series, mm-hmm. namely, mainly the Joker. I mean, like he, yeah. the Joker in the Batman animated series is the finest Joker that has ever the Joker. existed. The Joker, uh, yeah, and it absolutely phenomenal. And actually, I think 
I'm going to be a little bit critical here, and I think Skeletor is a bit too much like the Joker. I don't think that criticism is unfair. I think that's a fair... I don't know why I said it that way. That's a fair criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would agree. I think that um, you can hear a little too much Joker in there, and maybe it's like, that's... Um, maybe that's a nod? Maybe Yeah, or maybe it's just Mark Hamill's go-to evil voice in this cartoony because i've also heard him do um he did a character in a game called the watcher and he also had a joker kind of voice now in fairness to him i saw the behind the scenes to that he actually tried to do a different voice and they said no we actually want you to do something like we like they were kind (laughs) of egging him for the joker and i wonder with this because he's done plenty of other voices like he was chucky in the new movie he had a character from um avatar the last airbender show i can't remember the name of the character but he had like didn't even know it was him Oh, he was wow, one okay. of the firebender lords. He's well capable. Oh yeah, of... he was. He was fire lord. Oh, Oz, Ozai. Uh, something like that. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I love that show, and now I yeah, feel yeah. awful that I can't Brilliant remember one of the main characters' names. Um, but yes, I know that when I found out it was him, I was fucking mind blown. But so he's well capable. I do wonder if sometimes people are like, no, we, we kind of want a little bit of like maybe they yeah. maybe they look they looked at Skeletor and went, be great if he sounded like the Joker, right? Let's get Mark Hamill. Like, is that the reason they got him? I mean, you have to be fair as well. Like, I think the voice really suits Skeletor. I know a lot of a lot of other people have said that that's not Skeletor. They're not particularly happy with that, but I actually think it suits quite well. It, I think it suits. I I was half expecting when I first heard about this reboot. I heard it was a, an adult He-Man reboot, so wow. I was half expecting it to kind of be a little bit more gory like kind of be a little bit like i was kind the of tone hoping, of invincible a little bit more along the lines of invincible but not that much i mean it's still he-man the masters of the universe so but kind of like i thought they were going to make it for the kids that grew up with it mm-hmm. um where it actually very much seems like they've just made it for kids again mm-hmm. which is fine but I, I again i think the marketing on this either they did this on purpose yeah. Um, or they've really just sent everybody down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, they've either very cleverly fucked at people's expectations, <laughs> which sometimes I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And that would be like, uh, like you were saying, that's a very Kojima thing to do is yeah. fuck with your expectations. Or they have false advertised. Yeah. And that would be more of a. Uh, and, and it's not you know it's not know. impossible because quite often marketing departments know very little about the show they're just a team that are brought on right at the end of a production um or during a production that have very little to do with how everything's made so that in defense of them they probably went cool it's a he-man show let's do this you know like let's sell he-man yeah well, who I think... knows how much they know about the actual end product if you think about um because if you look at that initial trailer everything that's in it is is in the show it's either stuff from the first episode or the flashbacks to play throughout the episodes, hmm. which would make us seem like He-Man is in it more or whatever, right? Um, this marketing um, strategy is not much different from what was done with, say, Avengers Endgame, where they would only show you stuff from the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah. that makes it look like a full movie, but it, w- it wasn't to try and trick you. It was actually just to keep we Don't want to give anything away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, I think that's what they were trying to do here. I don't don't think what they showed in the trailer was the problem. I genuinely actually think it was the song choice. (laughs) (laughs) I think it sold a certain tone for the show that the show does not have. Yeah. Uh, That's actually my only issue with the trailer. I think it makes it seem like a very, like, it's like, remember the 80s He-Man show? Here it is again. Yeah, that, but modern animation. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not that. It's, um, it's not that at all. <laughs> and then I suppose the title character, He-Man, is played by Chris Wood. And I, I don't really know what to say there because he's not really in the show. He's had a couple of lines. Seems fine. It does a fine job. That's... does a fine job. Yeah. I do think of, of, of the cast. It's probably like he's not the standout cast member. No, um, no. Which, again, for a show that we all expected to be He-Man is a bit weird. But hey-ho, life goes on. Um, yeah. Then we have Sarah Michelle Geller. We have Buffy the Vampire. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is playing Tila as Tila. Um, did, had you ever heard of Tila before? Yes. Yeah. I did not remember this character. Like I, I, I ended up watching the uh, 
you know, the Netflix behind the scenes feature that they had as well. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually watched uh, that. It good? It's good to get the interviews and stuff from people and just to get some of the there's a bit of uh, Mattel marketing going on in there, yeah, which is imagine. a bit of fun as well. But, you know, um, but um, I didn't realize it was her until I saw the interview. Oh, I, didn't, didn't I, didn't, was... I didn't I didn't click the voice, but also I didn't know I'd never I didn't remember the character of Tila. And as I was watching the show and looking at Tila's design, I thought, honestly, that this was a She-Ra origin move, uh, origin story. And ah. I was and I was like, that's fucking ballsy. You're going to kill He-Man in a show that everyone thought they were getting He-Man and then do She-Ra's origin. I was like, well, well it, but it turns out it's not She-Ra. And actually, I don't think She-Ra is canon in this universe maybe not in this universe because this kind of retcons a couple of things it does yeah um but she they also like mattel rebooted she-ra on netflix um oh yeah so there is a, right. a rebooted she-ra on netflix and i haven't actually watched it because again i i always watched he-man growing up um, ah danny i know very, you need to get a bit of she-ra she-ra very conformist there um, <laughs> well, I probably I probably will check it out because I've heard it's like very similar animation to this and kind of very similar vibe. So I think I will check it out. Okay. Um, I have to say, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar does a really good job, but yeah. I don't think the, either her, her voice doesn't suit Tila or Tila doesn't suit her voice. I, I There's something I, not quite right yeah, there for me. Saying. Get what you're saying. I think she does a good job. Maybe the animation doesn't suit the voice, or maybe the voice doesn't suit the animation, as you're saying. I think ultimately what they've done with Teela as a character though is very interesting. Oh yeah, I think I the think character of Teela is pretty cool. I really actually interesting. I gotta say, like, I'm, I'm sorry to people who are disappointed by it, but I like this focus on all the kind of side characters. I really like who it. are banding together in a world that's missing the two leads, which is He-Man for the good guys and Skeletor for the bad guys. And they it, kind of have to band together to fix the world that they accidentally screwed up or something. Like I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a great concept, uh, but I I think that the the issue with it for me is that I I'm loving this journey and this story, but I would like to have some level of comfort that when we do this full story arc, we can get some more He-Man and Skeletor. Do you feel and, like it's gonna be like? Oh, we might. We may not. I wonder for people who grew up with it then, does it feel a bit like this the Disney Star Wars trilogy? Probably very like, like that. I really want my Luke back. And then you get Luke and it's not what you expected. And then also they kill him before you get him back properly and you go, What the fuck, man? Like with yeah. one chance at this. Like this is And you've ruined it. You've ruined it. And then it's like and then and then we lose Carrie, God rest her, and you're like well, now we can never have the reunion. We can yeah. never have the three of them on screen together. And I wonder, is there a feeling of that? Even though I know this is animated characters is different, but I wonder, is there a feeling of, if you kill He-Man, we can't have our awesome He-Man triumphant return or you something know? like that, and right? I, I, and that's very possible. I mean, they've yeah. killed he they've killed He-Man twice now. <laughs> uh, It'll become a meme. <laughs> and again, it's a bit like, come on. Like, okay, you killed him the first time. Oh, he came back. Oh, you've killed him straight away again. Like what's going on here? I think if anybody writ wrote that story, people would be a little bit like, "Really? Like what's you know? Make up your mind." Again, um, but but again, is he dead? We don't know. Actually, he no, you didn't actually see him die at the snap. end. He was just mortally wounded. I'd, I'd be quite surprised. Dead. Yeah, I'd be quite surprised if he if he was dead. I and actually, I I quite like how they've kind of gone into the Prince Adam character a little bit more. Um, I think that's really interesting. So supposedly Prince Adam was always meant to be a teenage boy. Um, oh, okay. And then, of course, it's quite funny. Being in the 80s and being made by a toy company, they want to save as much money on the animation as they could. <laughs> so they basically went, well, let's just make him look like He-Man only wearing clothes. All right. Okay. So, because yeah, yeah. it saved the animation, right? You could just use the same character model and put some clothes on him, and the job was done. Same yeah. face, same everything. You, you weren't adding in a whole other character to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, which very interestingly, um, apparently, you know, Orko. Yes. Um, apparently, he was originally called Gorpo. Um, Gorpo. Gorpo or something like something like it started with a G, mm. and he had a big G on his chest. But they realized that if that was the case, then they couldn't flip the animation, which they wanted to do. Because sometimes, you know, if you just put the animation, flip it 
yes. to the other side of the screen or whatever, it looks like a completely different like that's why they shot. use pretty much all symmetrical symbols on all the characters exactly chests. so that's oh why it's a God. H, that's why it's an o because they can flip these put a different background on it and they can like save a bunch of time doing some animation you've just blown my fucking mind it's good isn't it it's that's quite, good that is I mean, that's a good little trick yeah <laughs> it ultimately changes the character and everything like in terms of like the name and everything yeah since you've brought up orco what do you think of orco um I don't, funnily enough, I know Orko was like one of the main side characters in mm. He-Man. And I don't have a super strong memory of Orko. Um, yeah. But I quite like them. He's a bit annoying. Mm. Uh, but I think his story arc so far has been really good. Yeah, I like the story arc. I like what they did with him. And he, I yeah. think he's quite an endearing character. Like Very I, I could find... It really just depends on what kind of person you are, but I think like some people would find them really cute and likable. Yeah. And for other people, yeah, it'd be like, oh, yes, fuck off. <laughs> his, his voice is a it's bit so annoying. annoying. But I do think the voice actor did a good job. Because, Newman, yeah. Um, like the, I, I get what the kind of character is supposed to be. And once you hear the voice, you're like, okay, I fully Makes understand yeah, his yeah. character. Yeah. He actually, the thing is though, like, yeah, I don't have many memories of Orko either. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, Oh my god, that's where there's a famous Final Fantasy character called Vivi. Yeah. Looks very like Orko. And obviously the Masters of the Universe have been around a lot longer than that series has. So that was, so I was inspiration. like, So actually this has influenced Final Fantasy. And I was like, that's really interesting to me. Um, I, so I can cool. I can completely see that actually. The character models for He-Man are I can yeah. are quite you know applicable to Final Fantasy. Yeah, a lot of them are actually, yeah, yeah. And then we, what what'd you make of Evil Lynn, Lena Headey as Evil Lynn? Similarly to what you said about Tila. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that way as well? Uh, I was 100%. like, I love her design yeah. and I think Lena Headey is great. Yeah, she's doing a great job. I don't think they match though. Yep. I don't think I, it's quite I, right. I actually like, is, the cast is so good and the animation is so good, but I just feel like there's something not quite connecting. I feel like some of them could swap, uh, oh. maybe, and it, and it could work. But yeah, because you're right, the cast is so good. But like, for example, you're like, is Kevin Conroy too good to be doing Merman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Merman. Like, yeah. it, it sounded fine, but also it was like, that's fucking Kevin Conroy, man. Uh, but maybe like down the line again, maybe down the line, Merman's. You know, the scene maybe he's got a big gets. arc coming up. And uh, neither does Merman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a cool line. Yeah. I you know, like who knows? I it was nice to see Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, you know, voice act opposite each other again because you know they've obviously they did Batman and Joker mm. and all the rest. And Kevin Conroy is also probably the definitive Batman for a lot of oh, people. Oh 100%, yeah. Um but I know exactly what you're saying, but Merman sounded great. I, I think I did. He sounded good, but it's like he's in one episode. It's like would it have been nice maybe for him to do one of the characters that yeah has a longer yeah again now maybe you're right maybe Merman has a bigger role to play. But even that guy like Triclops was it showed up a bit Triclops. more Merman did you know what I mean? But and Triclops I like, is like a pretty Triclops was it was a was a fixture of the eighties he man. Oh yeah, no, I hear you, but that's what I'm saying. Like imagine, and I'm not saying the guy who did him did a bad job, but Kevin Conroy's booming voice on him as he leads a techno cult. That would have sounded fucking awesome. Yeah, it Henry Rollins or Rollins, I'm not yeah. quite sure. He he plays Triclops, and Henry's like one of those people who's like he's a singer, an actor, a musician, mm. and he's like I you'd know his face if you saw it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I I think Tri- yeah, I know what you're saying, but I I, I quite like Triclops. I think fine job. I think that's one of the ones that I wasn't worried about personally. Um, yeah. I I think um, Liam Cunningham. As man at arms, that's that's probably the the one of the better castings in it. Steals the show, man. I know I might be saying that because man at arms was my favorite He Man character. He's a really cool character. I like this uh, gruff version as well. Yeah, yeah. Him kind of a recluse traveling the With world. With the samurai top knot. And like... Yeah, like I, I like that whole thing. Like that's, I think that's where I started getting really excited about the oh, like look, look, like how many years have passed and where's everyone yeah. at now and what are they doing and. I thought that was really cool. Trying to get the band back together. I love those kinds of stories. But uh, and Liam Cunningham is fucking great. He's brilliant at everything he puts his hands to, isn't he? Yeah. The Onion Knight. 
Like you name it, he was he's just a, a fantastic force. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he got he was nominated for an award for that he was in that game Hades. Oh yeah. Uh, last year. Did he actually voice the character Hades? I think he did. Someone correct me on that. But anyway, so yeah, he's he's just he's done amazing voice work as well as on screen work, you know, with Game of Thrones and stuff. So there's a part of me that hopes we're related. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. He's Irish. The same right? last Where's name. he from in Ireland? He's from Ireland. Maybe somewhere down the line. If any of my extended relatives are listening and knows if we're related to Liam Cunningham, please let me know. Yeah, someone do a big family tree check a out big there right tree. fucking now. <laughs> um, and who else do we have? We've got Tiffany Smith as Andra. I think Andra's a nice addition addition character. You know, cool character. Kind of like... they, they said about her that her role in it is to be the audience. Cool. Because she's new to all the shit. Yeah, yeah. And she reacts in like, wait, what? And she can ask the questions. Yeah. Um, and it and it made sense to have a character like that because everyone else like her. is established. Yeah. So it it makes sense. It's interesting. They picked her name out of. They found that like the character Andra. They didn't make her up for this. They actually found her in one comic book issue. Amazing. In the Masters of the Universe comics, right? They found this like Amazing. obscure character. It was actually like a redheaded girl or something like that. Right. But she, because she was only one issue and she was so obscure, they were like, "Let's take her. She's never been put in. Like she was never into cartoons before. Yeah. Oh. And let's 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 Throw adapt. And let's fucking yeah, yeah. adapt her and make her our own. And I think that's really cool. I think it's a cool story. Yeah. No, that's epic. That I that's I was expecting more of that. Actually, I was expecting like because I know there's there was a weird thing back in the eighties where they would kind of come up with new toys mm. and then they would send the sketches of what the new toys would look like to the guys who were drawing the show and then either because of some manufacturing reasons the toys would change how they look completely and they would end up as the original sketch on the show or because of various reasons on the show they would end up completely different on the show and the toy would look like they would just not match whatsoever so wow. there's loads of like random like Mattel toys that are from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that have the same character name, but like a stink, not stinkor. That's a different story. Um, (laughs) That just did not match up, right? So, like, I was hoping that they would get some of those weird, like, toys that didn't quite match up and give them maybe a little bit of a different name or give them a bit of a different background and slot them into the TV show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like little deep cuts and stuff. I I remember getting them. When I was younger, my mom got me a toy of Bilbo Baggins, right. right? And it was around the time that like the the Fellowship of the Ring was out, and <laughs> the toy, the the company who made the toy, they were they actually made the toy based on the book. They just made their own oh, okay. adaptation of the yeah, character, yeah. but I didn't know this. <laughs> and they actually spent like it was actually it's like. When I think back, it was a really good toy. It was like a well-made toy. It was like super posable. It had like lots of props and things with it. And it was really well detailed. But I thought it was some cheap knockoff toy. Yeah. Because it didn't look like Bilbo from the movie. And I was like, man, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't want that. (laughs) I was like really ungrateful. Little shit. And like it's a, it was actually a good toy, but it's just you reminded me of that when it's like the toys and something doesn't didn't match. quite match up. Yeah, the it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like anytime you go into a pound shop and there's like I know, love it, like, <laughs> Steel Man, and it's basically just Iron Man but slightly different. Or, yeah, yeah, General yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Captain USA. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're great. All those knockoffs are fantastic. Um, my co- my cousin actually buys those toys. Oh really? That's right. Hilarious. He buys those toys. He gets his own paints, glues, and props. Oh, that he sounds amazing. He paints them, does them up, and I swear to fucking god, they look amazing when he's oh, done. Oh, that sounds. Unreal. So he spends fuck all on them, and then puts it in like he has this these glass cabinets, and he puts oh. them in the glass cabinets on display, and ba- and he goes, "What I have now, nobody can buy anywhere." So true. Fucking brilliant. I wish I was talented. I am. Uh, me too, man. You are talented. Are you kidding me? No, not like that. I'm not. No, maybe not. And <laughs> then <laughs> uh, I mean, let's, I think we'll just riddle through the rest. And we've got Justin Long as Roboto, um, which was like, oh, Roboto's in the in the show. And also, why is Justin Long voicing him? That's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Stephen Root as Cringer. Um, 
Stephen Roof is. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. He's the guy from Dodgeball, who like, you gotta get mean, you gotta get angry, and then he's like, oh, you know, man. he starts like throwing the. He's and he's also from Office. Years. He's in Office Space. I can't remember his character's name, but he's a, he shows up and everything. You'd recognize his face if you saw it. I think mm. he does a really good job as Cringer. I just wish there was a little bit more Cringer. Yeah, I thought um, so too. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. And then you've got uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, as King Grayskull. I just bringing him up because he's like he's in a couple of shows. He, again, he's oh, a, right, he's yeah, really yeah, recognizing yeah. a face you'd really recognize. I think he, you know, he did a good job for the episode he was in. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman, who was the original Skeletor. And like he, not only Skeletor, like he did a whole range of voices. Uh, oh yeah, original. yeah. Um, so much so that apparently the writers used to just write dialogue of his characters re- in real quick succession because they just really enjoyed watching him go from character to character in a split second. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was not you know it's nice to kind of throw him in as a. No, it is. I think that, I love little original. little nods like that. I I love that kind of stuff, especially if it if it works, you know. Yeah. Like not just do it for the sake of it. The fact is, he actually does a good job too. Mossman sounds really good, so. Yeah. It actually, it actually works. I think we've, as we've talked about the people, we've inevitably talked about the lore as we went along at the I same time. I think we time. have. I think, I um, suppose what we can kind of just like touch on maybe quickly um, mm. is just the general storyline and the world mm. that they're in. Um, yeah. I, I quite like the storyline. I think it's probably, it's interesting that you said it should be a movie because I think it's it's five episodes, right? Yeah, War probably would have been fine. I do think there was a, a, a filler episode in there. Um, I got a little bit tired of Tila moaning about... The lie. The lie. Yeah. And I, I think any character that does that in any show, I always get a bit tired of it because it's like, actually, it's not that big a deal, is it? Right. Like, what did... What, really? get over it you're like, being mary jane now come on stop <laughs> you know, like, got a lot of responsibilities <laughs> leave him alone but it's it's you know it's it's like it's just a little bit like okay i understand like i didn't mind it when you've got scare glow who are amazing that was fucking uh, awesome that was really amazing i yeah. didn't mind like cool face it in that sense but it was a little bit when she went up to um yeah, and she got to see him again and instead of just being like so happy to see him was just She's mad at him <laughs> yeah yeah i was like that come on that that doesn't scan that's not it's i sort don't of, think that's uh, how that would happen that felt teen drama yeah yeah at times it feels a little, a little teen drama all right yeah mm. um but i think the general like you know the sword has been split in two you've got to go to hell Love you've got to go to heaven he-man i quite like them going to heaven and then like seeing all of the like the old masters of the universe and all the old champions and like I, I was like you had hero which is you know yeah 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 great um loved all of that i thought all of that like the journey we've been on is great the characters showing up is great i quite like stinkor who i brought up earlier mm. was a was a toy that sold f- terribly because nice. they like they actually <laughs> like molded something into it that meant it smelled awful because right, that, what his, parent would want that? Exactly, his power was to smell awful. So, like, people were like, "Oh!" And people who've saved that toy since it was made say it still smells awful. Like oh whatever God. they did to it. I mean, that's super creative, but at the same time, it's like terrible idea. Terrible idea. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, um it's, fu- just, it's yeah. funny that we we've brought up a couple of um uh, video games for it, and just as watching it, I was like, "This is a game I would love to play." This yeah, quest yeah. of going to collect swords and journeying yeah. into hell and fighting. And it's quite know, a linear quest. glow as a boss and yeah. gathering your companions together, you know. But even at that, it's just, it's like that kind of uh, old school Sinbad or Argonaut style quest. It's, it's a hero's I, journey. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so cool. I, I'm yeah. totally okay with it. And actually, it's I think it's kind of interesting that in the absence of he-Man, these other characters have to take the spotlight and take yeah. the responsibility for the world. I, I think that's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. And then the music, right? Like oh, you said man. It earlier. The fucking music. The music is so good. 
I don't know who scored this fucking thing because is... it's great. Because even like Man at War has an awesome theme tune. Every so often, there's a couple of guitar chunks that fucking ah, oh, it's great. And then there's also that epic orchestral kind of stuff. Um, it's the right level of like cool, and it's sometimes cheesy. But you like you're expecting cheesy. You need a bit of cheesy you in need, this thing. You like, need this a is, bit of cheesy. Yeah. This is called Masters of the Universe. That in itself is cheesy. <laughs> uh, it's it was the series music was by somebody called Bear McCrary. <gasps> well, Bear McCrary. Now let me tell you about him. He's a fucking fantastic composer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This guy is the guy who scored uh, the entire Walking Dead show. Oh, okay. He's also, the guy who scored um, the God of War 2018 game. Oh. And he's, yeah, and he's done loads of stuff, but he's fucking really talented. And I, yeah, I just like the music stood out to me in this particular uh, show. And sometimes music doesn't, you know, we've brought it up before where sometimes <laughs> orchestration is one of those spots that we sometimes skim over because it's like, well, like in everything, there might be a movie or a show where it's like, there's not much to say about the lore, but there's a lot to say about the orchestration, or there's yeah. not a lot to say about the tech, but there's a lot to say about the people. Uh, in this one in particular, I thought the music stood out, I thought it was really strong. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I, I think you're so right. Like it captures the essence of 80s, mm. I, but also it brings in like new stuff that we kind of are more used to today. And it's like it has yeah. that really good balance that I think the animation also has. Um, yeah. So which I suppose that's basically tech and orchestra. It, like the animation is phenomenal. Yeah, that's um, the really the tech there, isn't it? Is the, yeah. the the detail in the animation and just as well effects. There's effects and stuff throughout. Yeah. Um, that all looks good. I don't think at any point in it does anything look bad. Yeah. It all looks great. Uh, maybe uh, some people are particular about their animation styles. I think the styles. Well, I think it looks really good. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, all the characters look great. I I I like the fact that they've like. Prince Adam, like they've made him a teenager, you know, and that change is much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, all those little, like Man at War, you can there's a bit more texture to all these characters than there was in the eighties. Um, yeah. in the eighties, because I think they were trying to save on animation costs. There's a little <laughs> yeah. bit more cut and paste. Like I'm pretty sure was it filmation? Filmation, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm pretty sure like Moss Man and Beast Man were the same character model, just in a different color. You know, like right. and, and, and things like that. And I think they did the same yeah. for the um for that toy as well. So like not having that and actually having a bit more texture and and just playing around with things a little bit more. I, I think they've done a great job overall. Yeah, I know it looks it looks great. Um yeah, I do I oh I, I wish it was a little feature animated movie i think it i think it would have been i'm happy i like i like so a little good, series though. that i can binge you know like and i yeah. think this is for me like masters of the universe revelations is is exactly what i wanted right now it's not something that i was like super excited for but it was something no. i was looking forward to yeah and i kind of watched i watched it over two sittings which is i you know quite good for me i think normally i just binge it straight through um and I, I enjoyed it. It was good. You know, I was like, this was a solid, solid piece of animation, solid series. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with the tone. Yeah, I must say, I, I expected it to be um, campier and also probably like more comedic, not necessarily achieving comedy, but at least attempting comedy. Yeah. Which it doesn't really do. Which it doesn't really do. I was yeah. really and pleasantly surprised at that because it's like I don't need it all the time, and I don't think like a cartoon. Like I think sometimes people look down on cartoons, like uh, it's only for kids or something. I, I, I was really appreciative, appreciative of favorite. the tone of this. So yeah, uh, and I, I mean the ending. Like we we touched on this very briefly earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ending it with Skeletor shouting, "I have the power," or by the power of Grayskull. Yeah, yeah was like oh my god i that's never happened before right like he's never got to that point he's never had the power um and you've got prince adam lying on the floor you've got tila who i i remember in the old series she was destined to be the enchantress like take over from the enchantress oh because there's because there's very like there's a lot of like she's a lot of this is her fighting her own fate as such, you know, like there's a mm. lot of people are saying, you know, this is your fate, this is this. And it's like, no, I'm fighting that. And so it's interesting, like that's kind of the theme of this show. 
mm. I think is their protagonist is just fighting against everything but is still going down that route like she is still she refused magic at the end of episode one mm-hmm. um a little bit hastily maybe i think that whole decision and man at arms getting like cast out as a as a as a what you know just cast out of society i think mm-hmm. all that just happened a bit quick really yeah um, maybe we could have played that out a little bit more uh, but that whole story, I think it's the redemption arc, the fighting fate. Maybe she'll eventually accept it. Maybe she won't. I think it's very interesting. And I think people who are getting upset about this because it's not He-Man, mm-hmm. like, get over it, I think. You know, like, give it give it a chance, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do think give it a chance on its own merits. Yeah. It's not, it's not actually called He-Man. No. Uh, it's actually not called that at all um so in that sense it's quite honest it's called masters of the universe and it is very like the old show was called he-man and the masters of the universe which were all the side characters yeah this one is called masters of the universe which means it is about the side characters um and i think they're being really interesting with it and one thing i will say having prince adam in it a lot more prominently than he would normally be in say like the older yeah. show uh it's interesting because i think they're pointing out that he-Man is his power, but Prince Adam is the hero. Mm. Well, that the was... whole point of this is that who it's it's not about like uh like oh who has the power would be the hero. It's who has the power and what they would do with it. Skeletor now has the power and it's fucking bad. It's not good. That's a bad yeah. thing. Prince Adam is a good person and is heroic, and that's what makes him a hero, regardless of if he ever had the power or not. He would still try his best. He gave up heaven to fucking get down there and help so everyone. Right. If that's not the most He-Man fucking thing ever, I don't know what is. And on that bombshell, I think we will end our podcast there. Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'd like to thank Claire Booth for the amazing artwork. I'd like to thank Chris McGuire for the amazing sound that he's provided for the series. Um, I would suggest you should check out the At The Brothers Take, which is another podcast that Chris does with his brothers. Um, it's video game based. It's absolutely brilliant. You should, If you enjoy this, you'll love that. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. And once again, just thank you very much for listening. As always, he's been Chris. He has been Danny. And we've been the Plotheads.